0: Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV.
1: Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities,
0: comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me.
2: Let
3: some things be retrograde. Yes, that's so retrograde. Yes, that's so retrograde. Yes, a retrograde. No retrograde. Hello, welcome to that so retrograde friends. How's it going, hi everybody?
0: I'm Stephanie Simbari. I am Elizabeth Cott. What's
3: happening?
0: This is that so retrograde. What is happening? Well, today we are talking about something that everyone's talking about. We've got an election coming up.
3: We do. I just thought it was my birthday, and everyone was excited.
0: <laughs> November third, guys. Steph's birthday's <laughs> on November third. Mark your calendars. Yeah, two vote two for very me. important. <laughs> Um, opportunities to exercise democracy on that day. Yes, so true. Give me the gift of your vote. (laughs) Yes, perfect. (laughs) The thing I love about how we're talking about the election today is we are doing it in a way that I feel only that's so retrograde can really firmly tackle. True. We have a political expert and an astrological expert coming together to talk to us about the astrology of the election and how we can harness the retrograde.
3: They put together so many incredible resources on their website. If you have any questions, concerns, you know, it's, we've had these conversations about astrology in the world. You know, I remember really from years and years ago, we've talked about how it reflects what's going on in-, in Really the, from the get-go. Truly. But I just love how they they've put it in one place and it's it's much more intentional
0: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm.
3: it's a specific resource. So I think, you know, and by the way, I, I know some people have thought said, why, why would you guys get political? what What's the deal? You're your a wellness podcast. Well, what's more conscious than maintaining a world where human rights are a thing, <laughs> where we care for our planet, where we are aware of our input and our output, and we are aware of the things that our leaders, say they're going to do and do or say that they or say and don't do or whatever the fucking looking out for our community, yeah. looking out for each other. Yeah. So that is consciousness and that is wellness. And so we are so excited to welcome these two wonderful ladies from Zodiac the Vote. Let's just cut to the interview, shall we? Let's do it bring astrology into politics because it's the only lens under which we understand anything about what the fuck is going on in the world right now. We have Lindsay Scola and Jessica Laniato from Zodiac the Vote. And we are talking about everything that is about to happen and is happening in the stars and in what we'll call the political landscape, though it seems more like an MMA fight. Um, hi ladies. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Lindsay, you come from a political background. Jessica, you are renowned astrologer, medium, all that fun stuff. And we'll get more into that. But you're kind of coming together to unite astrology to give, use this as a tool, civic participation. And that's like right up our alley. So we'd love to hear your backgrounds because they're so interesting and kind of get into the initiative that you've put together.
2: I am a woo-woo astrology nerd. I have been a practicing astrologer since 1994 and I've been doing it. I've just met with so many clients over the course of the years and I've really centered my practice around kind of like meeting with people one-on-one Until recent years when the the technology allowed me to have a podcast. Basically for me, when I started having a podcast, because when I'm doing one-on-one consultations, it's not appropriate for me to ever talk about my political values or to predict things for the world because I'm looking at it from the lens of an individual. The podcast has allowed me to really like unpack is happening socially and politically, but also to really illuminate what I believe, which is that the political is personal, the personal is political, and all of our identities are inherently political. And how we choose to participate or not participate in the world is inherently political. And so Ghost of a Podcast has allowed me to really kind of showcase that. And while I've always been interested in kind of social and political things, I never in my literal wildest dreams assumed that there'd be any space in the political discourse for astrology. So I I couldn't have ever imagined where the world would go and where it's gone, right? And so when Lindsay and I, just through like hangout chit chats, started talking about the idea of pulling together Zodiac Votan and joining forces, it really was just like, I couldn't have done this alone or with another astrologer And I wouldn't have ever imagined that somebody with Lindsay's background would want to do something like this. So it's been really just a wonderful, exciting collaboration and kind of expression of what I want to see in the political conversation, which is like an including of spiritual people and including of queers and other marginalized identities and not always having it come from like the same political dialogue.
1: I'm Jessica's uh, co-founder of Zodiac The Vote and also a fan. I uh, came from a very non-woo-woo background, um, where I was uh, working in politics most of my career. Did my my first walkout when I was in first grade over unfair treatment uh, in the lunchroom. The first of many times my parents had to get me from the principal's office. And then uh, I ended up taking my school on for sex education uh, issues when I was in high school. They had abstinence only um, until, until marriage education. And I very much came from a family where, uh, as my mother would say, you um, can't bitch if you don't want to do something about it. So when I had this issue at school, we came home, I came home and her and I got the phone book out because I'm old and we used to have phone books. We called NARAL pro Washington uh, in, in the Seattle area where I grew up and I ended up getting involved with their uh, teen ad- um, advocacy board and later with their board of directors. And like the good political kid that I was, I went to D.C. right after college and got a job working for a congressman and was just demoralized by the process. It was one of those years where I think we only voted on naming post offices. And like, you know, I wanted to go there and make change and do something. And it wasn't happening. So in um, February of 2007, I quit my job, bought a car and moved to Iowa. Uh, I am a Jew from Seattle. So my first time in Iowa was with uh, my forester full of my belongings. Uh, and I worked for Barack Obama there and through the Iowa caucuses and then ended up staying with him and with campaign through the campaigns and through the administration for for, for uh, most of the time there. Similarly to what Jessica was saying about how it keeps feeling like it's the same conversation over and over again with politics. It feels like it happens that way every presidential year where it's like, this is the most important election of our lives. This is why you need to vote. We're not going to talk to you again for four years. And then it's going to be the most important presidential election of our lives. And this is why you need to vote. And it, you, it's like you, you you feel like you're, you're living in Groundhog Day. So as I've been in LA working in entertainment and advocacy and how we work on those things together, I have started uh, enjoying more astrology and crystals and all of the magic uh, that is in this world and was just super excited to try and figure out how we could do it a little bit differently.
3: Guys, let us take a minute to, you know, talk to you about something that we are so obsessed with. We've been a fan of this brand since day one, and it's so exciting when we're fans of something and then we get to partner with them. So we're talking about Foria Wellness. Foria is a CBD company that is directed towards female
0: sexual wellness.
3: You know, sometimes when you you want to have sex, but your body's kind of like, oh, I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm not getting as wet as I want. It's not happening fast enough. Maybe your partner isn't going down on you. Maybe they are. It's just not happening. Who knows what's happening down there? It is a universe <laughs>
0: unto itself. So you just drip a little of the phoria around the area. and It's the, I think we're talking about the arousal oil. I would say that's my holy grail. That oil is like foreplay in a bottle. It's like,
3: if you want to save time, <laughs> if you want to save energy, fucking <laughs> use that shit. It's like basically having someone go, go down on you for like an hour with one drop.
0: I also want to say, and this is like very important to me, I don't know about anybody else, but the bottles look very inconspicuous next to the nightstand. Yeah. And gone are the days. I always, okay, and I'm I'm a little more chill about it now, but like back in the day when I first started using like lube and that sort of thing with a partner, I always felt really awkward, like stopping and being like, I got to go grab the thing. On my nightstand, it looks so cute. It's just this like beautiful amber bottle. You don't really, can't really tell what it is. It doesn't even matter if you can tell what it is because it's such a great product. I want to tell everybody what it is. Yeah. But it's just like next to the nightstand and it looks cute. And for me, that's just, it's an added bonus in terms of like, it works great, but also I can keep it out
3: and they also have one that looks beautiful in the bottle but it's a actual lubricant so don't put the arousal oil on as a lubricant cuz your partner if you're if they're a man if they're a woman yeah fucking go for it but if it's a man it will cost her
0: penis to go numb <laughs> you know it just gets like I've heard it makes the penis very sensitive. I've oh, heard. Who have you heard? I've about? heard. <laughs> Trial and error. Okay. Um, yeah. So you want to put the Awaken Arousal Oil on yourself or have yeah. your partner do it. Yeah. And then, as Steph said, they have a lubricant that is like great for penetration.
3: For yeah. Yeah. For both. And then they also sign that I've been taking, I put this. They have this tonic. It's just a regular CBD tonic for stress and anxiety, the wellness tonic. I have it on my vanity. And just when I'm doing my makeup, that's like part of my routine. I'll just have a little bit of the tonic. And so it's kind of just like set it and forget it. Like I'm Mm -hmm. doing my makeup, I'm doing my hair, I'm putting, I'm taking some CBD. And it's just like the ritual is such a calming experience.
0: So great. So obviously we love them so much. And because we love Foria so much, we've partnered with them to give our audience a little special offer so you get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com/retrograde. That's F O R I A foriawellness.com/retrograde for 20% off your first order. Now I vote we go back to the show.
3: Wait, before we go back to the show, let me just direct y'all to season 1 of So Retrograde where we interview the founders. So if you're looking for more information and a deeper dive on Foria, you can listen to our episode with them and it really takes you on a journey of their story. And it's just really exciting to have five years later have this circle back and to be able to be celebrating them from this place. So just wanted to mention that if you're looking to go back into the So Retrograde catalog, please do. Now as Elizabeth was saying, let's
0: go my back vote to the show. is we go back to the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
3: You know, I love this so much because I feel like there's so many people in like the, let's call it the spiritual community or the wellness community, whatever. We're working on our individual ascension, growth, health, whatever. And then the world of politics seems so inaccessible. And so, like you said, like I totally could feel you when you said you went to DC and it was just devastating because it, and that's what it feels like as a citizen as well. You're kind of like, I don't understand where I can make any impact at all with this because it feels like no matter what you do, it doesn't fucking change. And for me personally, like the astrology gives it a framework that makes me excited to engage where I can understand it through that lens. And I feel like it would be so amazing if politicians made choices based on cycles because then we could really be in more of an energetic flow as opposed to going against the grain. I remember Ambi, one of our astrology astrologers and residents of that Retrograde, saying that Obama launched Obamacare website during a Mercury retrograde and then it was all fucked up. And it's like, shit like that can just be avoided. Like, you don't have to do that. And so even that small example, I think, speaks to the power of the combination of what you guys are doing.
0: We've had a lot of conversations about 2020 and the astrological map of this year. And we know that not only does the election fall during a Mercury retrograde, which started this week, or sorry, Mercury retrograde, which I learned from you, Jessica, because it's not in. Explain that quickly.
2: Mercury governs all things, including grammar. And of course, Mercury retrograde is the most famous grammatical error that you can find, people say Mercury in retrograde, but what retrograde means, it refers to a uh, motion. So it basically means Mercury moving backwards. So when we say uh, Mercury in retrograde, what we're saying, Mercury in moving
3: backwards. <laughs>
2: people who don't really fully like fully understand like the mechanics of what that means use the term in retrograde because it's so commonly used, which is so Mercury hilarious. Retrograde. <laughs> be like the thing that's on everyone's t-shirts The or astrological
0: forecast for this time has been projected to be quite tumultuous. That is a gentle example. Okay, talk to us. Correct. I mean, I think that, <laughs> you know, September, it was really put on our radar that things were going to start getting kind of wild starting in September. And as soon as RBG passed, I couldn't help but connect the two. In this exact moment as we're recording, it's in its shadow. It's in its retro
2: shade. And then it'll be retrograde October 13th through November 3rd. And then it'll station direct on November 3rd and then stay in its retro shade while we tally the votes. It's no fun. First of all, second of all, Mars is still retrograde. Mars has been retrograde. Mars shall stay retrograde until mid November. And then we get into eclipse season. So that's just a couple things in the throes of such tumultuous astrology. It is all building up. Yes. To the Pluto return, which you mentioned, we have, you know, Uranus is still in the sign of Taurus, which the last time that happened was world war II. Now I'm not saying therefore it will be world war II again but it gives you a sense of how long ago it happened and how tumultuous of a time it was. We are also going through a Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. So first of all, what I would say is that in retrograde periods, you cannot rely on what you're being shown. And so mm. the way mm, things are playing out- that. Real talks, yes, yes. The way things are showing up now, yeah, it's all fucking TBD, if you know what I'm saying. Like, we shall see. I'm very pro-vaccine. I'm very encouraging of vaccines. I would never encourage anyone to take a vaccine that was made public during a Mars retrograde or created during a Mars retrograde because the the problem is we are investigating with not enough data. Now that's just like a scientific statement that would work, but astrologically is where I'm coming from when I say that. Again, very pro-vaccine, just to be perfectly clear. But we are dealing with a pandemic, and we are dealing with a president who is like, don't worry about COVID. It's no big deal, (laughs) especially when you're in a fancy hospital being made, you know, monitored, yada yada. But the, the upshot of this is that there's a lot of confusing data. And what Uranus, let me just speak to Uranus and Taurus for a moment, what Uranus and Taurus, and it's at early stages of that transit. But what it does is it challenges us as a society to look at what and who we value right? And the way that it challenges us is by creating surprises and upsets that force us to pick a damn side, to pick a lane, you know? And we are seeing that happening across the board, across countries, populations that are marginalized. We're also seeing that with the activism of women because uh, Taurus is a sign that, you know, is, is associated with Venus and with women in society, our role in society. And, uh, there's so much I could say about that, but I don't want to like go off too far. So there's this kind of like values-based conversation that's happening socially. And then with all this like Capricorn Michigas, what we've got is this kind of sense of overwhelming burdens and fear and work to be done. And that's from the populace while well, the kind of like the top, the hierarchies of power are consolidating their power. And, Within all of this, the Mercury and Mars retrogrades are really challenging us as individuals figure out what we think, what we believe, to say something, you know, to listen wisely, you know, and that means kind of sifting through lots of propaganda right now. There's, you know, and that we will see more of with the eclipses in the Gemini-Sagittarius polarity later in 2020. So if you're thinking, oh, 2020 is going to be over, it'll get easier. Ah, of course not. None of these problems will magically go away because there's like a new year. You know what I mean? And with the Pluto return, there's going to be more and more pressure on all of us to participate. So this is a moment for really looking at what have you learned? What are you doing? What do you still need to learn? And I, you know, I'm with you. Like I just, I feel like I I was, you know, I'm American. I was born in the U S and I was raised in Canada. I didn't have history in the US or whatever, but I've been studying American history through the lens of astrology. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Whereas history is super boring, IMO, not, you know, it's super boring. But when you throw an astrology chart on it and you're like, oh my God, I'm seeing like astrological patterns, it gets fascinating. So for me, that's something that we're we're doing with Zodiac. It's something I want to be doing with my work across the board. And also in the context of kind of looking at these transits, whether it's like us astrology nerds who are like, give me the astrology so I can gobble it up and understand the world. There's lots of like kind of new lenses that are emerging for people to engage. And I think that that is in part the function of the retrograde, finding new ways of of assessing information. Of You know, I'm big on the rule of reads, right? Like review, reassess, revision.
0: I've got to say the stars really aligned for this next partner you know, I have been the biggest fan of them and so grateful that they helped support the show today. We're talking about Thrive Market. Woohoo! we love them so much. Love Actually, them so much. On the website right now,
3: doing a big Thrive haul. I have to say, I know you're a fan of online shopping, but mm-hmm. this is pretty much the only online shopping that I like to do.
0: I have to say, I have a Sunday night ritual where I cozy up with my iPad, get on the Thrive app, Oh. And just search around, see, see what I like. I also kind of throughout the week use the app to take stock of the things that I need to re-up on, or if I'm like at a fancy grocery store, which will remain nameless. Mm-hmm. I kind of see the different products that catch my eye and then I go to the Thrive app and I see if that they're on the Thrive app and get it for cheaper. So Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You can enjoy
3: guaranteed savings and member-only prices. Thrive Market members save an average of $32 on every order. And the coolest part is that when you're done, when you when you check out, they let you know how much you save. So it's like, it's just a little, you know…
0: High five to yourself that you're making. I've saved over $500 this year. Oh, wow.
3: So, in case you guys are uh, wondering what Thrive Market has to offer, they have the best selection of high quality, healthy, and sustainable products. You can buy wholesome foods, home and beauty products, and organic essential groceries, clean beauty, safe supplements, non toxic home things, ethical meats, sustainable seafood, clean wine. I mean, I'm not joking. They have everything. And it's also just like the funnest. You guys know I'm a snack discovery queen and it's my favorite place to put thousands of snacks in my basket (laughs) and then just like try stuff. And then when I like it, I'll get more and
0: then I'll try a new thing. Like it's just really a joyful journey. And I also want to note that when you join, you give back. So through Thrive Gives, there's a one-for-one membership matching program and every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family. In addition to membership matching, Thrive Market has raised over $1 million to date for their COVID relief fund. So they're just doing the damn thing. If you head over to their site and you type in That's So Retrograde, a page will come up with all of Steph and myself's favorite Thrive things. Ooh, we should add more to that page too. Which is really delightful. Yeah,
3: seriously. So
0: guys, we are offering a little free gift. Head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde. Join today and you'll get a free gift of your choosing that is worth up to $24. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash retrograde to start your risk-free membership and get a free gift today. thrivemarket.com slash retrograde. Now
3: back to the show. What are we looking at as far as a real restructuring is concerned? And is that coming down to the presidential election? Or are there things that we can do grassroots, so to speak, from the bottom up? Because it feels like they, they connect to each other. And when I see younger politicians coming through, like an AOC, for example, or someone, I'm like, OK, that's someone who's fighting the power. But like, when does it hit the point where the power isn't so insurmountable that instead of fighting it, we're just building?
2: So there's a lot of things. First of all, July 2nd or 1st, Saturn moves back into Capricorn. And that's probably when you started to feel the weight because now we have Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, all these heavy hitters sitting in Capricorn. And so while, you know, the first several months of 2020, we had a lot of Saturn and Aquarius activity where you're starting to see the kind of like inspiration from activism. Right. What, happened was when Saturn retrograded back into Capricorn, we're just like, yeah, but the system wins, but the man holds yeah. On the Yeah. Um, supremacy is insurmountable, but misogyny is ancient. You know, like we, we are weighted down by this system that primary ambition is to perpetrate itself and to, and to maintain right. power, right? And these things are, you know, much older than decades, or, you know, centuries deep, right? And so the, the first thing I'll say is December, it moves back into Aquarius. So technically speaking, there could be a lightning of the load at that time. That's not really what's going to happen because there's a difference between how it feels and what it is sometimes, right? And so, you know, I think that reality is it's easy to cheer at the start of a thing and it's hard to do the unsexy slog of work that real change requires, right? And that's what Saturn and Capricorn wants us to do. It wants us to like, fill out a ballot, like call a senator, like super unsexy, boring shit. The weight of it after all the damn things is just, it feels like too much, but that's the problem with adulting. That's the problem with Capricorn vibes, Saturn vibes, all of it. So there's, there's a lot that I could say more, but, but before I let Lindsay get political, I'll just say this one more thing, which is, I think that we can look to twenty
3: twenty-five. Oh my God, Jessica! Ah! <laughs>
1: Buckle your seatbelt. Oh,
3: fucking hey! <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. If I'm being less conservative, which is not my personality, but if I was twenty twenty-three
3: it, folks, it's not getting better anytime soon.
2: Best case scenario, right? What's our best case scenario? Well, uh, vote Trump and and the fly man that wrote it out, right? Then what? All, all the proud boys are like, oh, damn, we lost the election. I guess that's fair. Uh, no, that's not what happened. You know, there's, there is a very angry populace and they feel that they're losing power. And the only thing they want is power. And they don't just want power. They want to use and wield their power over people and over systems. And so there's no way, even in our best case scenario, that this goes softly into right. the night. You know, no softs. Uh, there's just like 24 hours of daytime, anger. Yeah. So, that said, depending on how activated people get. So, here's the thing, and this is the thing about Capricorn stuff, and then I'll shut up. When we are scared is when we are the most conservative. It's when we freeze. Not all of us, a lot of us, you know, and it is a scary time. And so, the kind of question is who amongst us will become motivated to do what's right? And understanding that those people are going to have kind of like if you're on the front lines you have the most work to do and then after that you're kind of like easing the way for other people to come behind you right you're making it easier and more accessible so the question is really it boils down to us what will we choose as as individuals what will we choose as a populace you know and this is it is a scary time. And I think when people are scared, I'm always like, what news are you reading that you're not scared? What astrology are you tapping into? You know, it's scary and it's okay that it's scary. What's important is how will we use our individual privileges to think of those who have less, whoever that is, you know, and and how can we in our own small or
0: large So Lindsay, you're from, as the politico in the group, what's the T?
1: I want to start with what happens um, after this election. So let's say that Biden wins and that, you know, people are going to have this sort of sense of relief that he won. All the right things will happen now. The problem is that our federal government, actually all governments, wherever you're looking at them, you know, was built at a certain time with a certain set of principles and then as we've grown as a country, things have changed a little bit here and changed a little bit there. And there are systems that this stuff gets embedded in. So let's look at the State Department. Um, the State Department is supposed to operate no matter what uh, party is in the presidency with people that are not political, that stay there for decades and have institutional memory. The Trump administration gutted the State Department. So there are very few people there that held these institutional positions. And there's a small group that's just trying to hang on for dear life and do the best that they can. But that's going to take decades to rebuild. So just, you know, when we talk about things not being, you know, perfect after this election, it doesn't necessarily mean that Joe Biden's not going to win. Not speaking from that astrologically, but uh, on, the, on the political side, it's not going to be fixed November 4th. It's not going to be fixed January 20th. It's not going to be fixed two years, four years, eight well, years from At least from we'll now. be driving Some directly get into fixed. an iceberg. Not necessarily. It's, you know, they just, the, the boat doesn't make a 180 right. degree turn, right? It's that, you know, it makes little incremental right. turns. So it's not like we're hitting the iceberg and we're totally doomed. It's just there's a level of patience that's involved in understanding how some of the stuff gets fixed. And there's the responsibility of all of us to not turn off because Joe Biden got elected and everything's going to be fine now. Because the truth about it is, is that the presidency only controls so much. Congress only controls so much, the Supreme Court only controls so much, but you have stuff that's happening with your governor and with your city council and with your uh, legislative officials. So you've got diff- all these different levels of government all around you that are doing different things. So there's gonna be ebbs and flows in those.
2: One of the you know, pipe dreams, hopefully not too pipe dreamy, we have for Zodiac about post-election is to create really easy to understand resources for people to be able to access that information about their local stuff and we want to write it in kind of like the tone of horoscopes aka like TLDR easy to understand we want to simplify this access to this data you know because it is intimidating and it's like I don't understand politics it's so complicated I don't know who's you know, running my area at all. I know more about federal politics and local politics, even though I know better, right? It's hard. And if you're like struggling to make enough money to like feed yourself and your family, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm just going to spend a couple hours researching (laughs) local, public, whatever, officials. You're not going to do that. And so we're trying to figure out without being, of course, a school or a government ourselves, like how can we make this information accessible easy to understand. And I think we need more and more people just being like, I'm going to do this too. Like, I'm going to figure out a way to make this easy because, you know, we need photo guides. We need, we need more basic, easy to understand education and, you know, no better time, like a retrograde for us to be like, okay, what are all the
0: problems? Let's make a long list of all the problems. What other resources are you guys providing through Zodiac the Vote?
2: Well, there's the Mercury Retrograde Voter Survival Guide, which I'm really excited about. I mean, who doesn't need a little help with preparing for the perils of Mercury Retrograde and the utter confusion of voting? You know, for somebody like me, it's like I, I really deeply care, but I do every time I vote and I vote in every election, I always look at the ballot and I'm like, I je don't know. Like, I don't know. Just
0: saying. I know the- Seriously. Yeah.
2: I, I live in Oakland, California, but I lived in San Francisco for many years, and there was always these progressive voter guides that I could pick up, and in recent years, they've gone away. And so I, you know, as a progressive person, I want, I want to know what other people who know more about things than me are thinking and what they're advocating for. And it's like, who has 20 hours to do all this, like, zhuzhaling research? So we hope to kind of, like, create resources for, like, this is where you can get nonpartisan 411 on the things on your ballot we're also creating uh the kind of like i don't know if i'm going to say this right Let's reframe if it feels right but like uh kind of like the tools for zoom parties so you can get together with your friends and you can help each other vote we have lots of like fantasy like we have plans that hopefully we'll be able to pull off post-election to support people in like coming together within their communities whether it's like your community of podcaster friends or like your local community of like people who live in your area, or whatever the hell it is, to crowdsource this information. Because now that we have the word crowdsource in the lexicon, I think we need to use it for things like this. You don't have to understand everything, but it would be great if you could get together with friends and you could all, each of you take on a little bit, and then you can crowdsource that data and like struggle around the ideas. You don't have to agree with your friends on everything, but to be like, okay, so we've actually like explained this information. We've shared our questions This is the most important choice we can make instead of just being like blue, red, blue, red, which is a lot of times what I think we end up doing, right?
1: And just like everybody has said here, like if you feel like you don't understand something, let your friends know because probably they don't understand it too. And if you're feeling like all by yourself in your apartment that you are sick and tired of being in for the last eight months, like I know I am, you have to like educate yourself on everything on the ballot, especially those of us west coasters that have a lot of initiatives and referendums where it is just a letter and a number next to it and you've seen some weird
0: tv ads uh, over the last like i want weeks. the uber drivers to have their rights i don't know what to which one to vote though on that divide it up with your friends yeah. give everybody give
1: everybody one thing that they're going to they're going to research and say like all right i found this information and i found this information it doesn't feel perfect on either side but this one feels like the better option to me cool And then everybody's sort of in it together and it's a lot less intimidating than you feeling like you have to have all the answers on your own. So if you go to our uh, Mercury Retrograde Survival Guide, which as of the time of this being up is is on our website, you can go to the last page of it. And there is a page to host a party with your friends through Zoom. We've got a special link for it. We're going to have a signature cocktail to make this a little bit more fun. During the debate, I was getting so many texts like, I've been drinking. Like everyone needs to be drinking during this time. <laughs> but drinking, you know, responsibly so that you can still fill in the whole circle of uh, our ballot. Sure. You know, just make sure so make sure you're not getting slappy so that you're missing part of your circle. So, you know, drink, drink with <laughs> moderation. Um, we also, you know, ours is also a mocktail if you need it to be. You know, get on, do this together and get it done early. If you live in a place that has early voting and you're registered for uh, your your a ballot in the mail, uh, or you live in a state where those are sent to you automatically, uh, like those of us in California, get it done right now. Get it in the mail this week. You know, if you live in a place that has early uh, voting in person, get it done now. There are less lines. There's less things to worry about. And here's the thing is that if you wait until November 3rd in a place where you could have voted before that, and there's a big, super long line, you've got to wait in that line to get it done because you don't have an opportunity to go the next day. But you can give yourself some flexibility if you do it right now.
2: Until two days ago, Lindsay told me that you could vote in person in some states early. And I didn't
3: Neither. know
2: that. I mean, I just, I want to give that space because if I didn't know that, I feel like there must be tons of people that didn't know that you could yeah, do that's that. Amazing.
1: Anyway, so I'm a political science major and I learn something new about our elections every day. So I just want everybody who is on this podcast right now and listening to this podcast to just like Practice some self-love and give yourself a break because you are not the only person that doesn't know, feels confused, or feels like it's ridiculous that there are this. Many okay, cool. so we can
3: find you guys at ZodiacTheVote.com And Jessica has ghost of a podcast. And Lindsay, where can find you and your brain?
1: I am at ZodiacTheVote.com uh, these days. You can you can find me there. Also, some very cute t shirts. Oh yeah, I saw those t-shirts. I need to I need to get my hands on one of those.
3: <laughs> um, well, thank you guys so much. This was so amazing. We're so happy to have had this conversation. It was wonderful, I thank hope it's you guys inspiring for the listeners as well. Thank you so
2: much for having
3: us, guys. We are taking a break to talk about a partner that we're really, really happy to be in business with. We're talking about Parsley Health, is a very exciting, I would say, revolutionary approach to your medical care. They are a holistic medicine clinic that you can experience from your home at this point.
0: They really take on a whole body approach. They use the best of functional and conventional medicine plus personalized care to create an individualized health plan for you that focuses on nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress management, and more, and puts you and your body and how you feel at the center of the experience never felt more on top of my health game than when working with Parsley Health. They have an amazing access to functional medicine doctors and nutritionists who work in tandem to really get into your own personal needs. And they'll recommend testing, blood testing, poop testing, gut testing, hormone testing, like all of these things that kind of always felt like a big question mark for me. Like I always was like, I was interested, but it wasn't sure like about cost and wasn't sure about like what the right thing was and how to do it. And they make it so easy. And they like sat down with me, helped me figure out how to get my insurance involved, like really made sure that it was, priced at a place where I felt comfortable, that I was getting the right tests for what I needed. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are like, but you live in LA, like it's easy for you. That's the
3: coolest part about this is that you can consult with a parsley doctor online and then they can direct you to a lab in your area and prescribe to you the test that you need to get. And then you can walk through the results with them digitally. So that's the biggest barrier to entry. I feel like for a lot of people when it comes to functional medicine is that these places tend to be in more metropolitan areas and it can be, it can feel really out of touch to, to have this type of care. And so what Parsley is doing by making it available digitally is really doing the thing that I think that you and I both care most about, which is creating a space for accessibility when it comes to your house.
0: Absolutely. It's basically the future right here, right now. So Parsley Health is now offering Retrograde listeners the chance to try out Parsley Health for free by going to ParsleyHealth.com and entering the code Retrograde. Even better, once you've completed your free trial, they are offering an additional $50 off a year-long membership. That's P-A-R-S-L-E-Y Health.com with code Retrograde to try out Parsley Health for free. There's never been a better time to get your health in order so head over to
3: ParsleyHealth.com and use code retrograde and let us know how you're improving. Now back to the
0: show. Roses and thorns. Roses and thorns. Roses and thorns. Roses
3: and thorns. Roses and thorns. I was singing really loud the other day in my brother's hallway because it was like echoing and I was like, oh my God, yes. And he's like, have step people live here I'm like okay it's five o'clock relax and he's like well I just don't think it sounds as good as you think it sounds and I was like okay wow like, I don't think it sounds like anything I just like the echo this is like an
0: attack thorn thorn Critical well Brothers. I guess you know I think political thorn I think we're just gonna say like the one main rose we live in a democracy we get to vote we do do it early yeah educate yourself And I feel like we're preaching to the choir, but that just to us feels like the rose of it all. Go vote before the thorn is that our democracy has completely crumbled. (laughs) Fun little housekeeping note. This weekend, our dear friend to the show, Nicole Myden, who is this like badass public relations, just like pro, is hosting a digital event called pitching through the pandemic, and it's really to help small businesses harness a bunch of different skills, support their brand and get press. And we are actually speaking at the event digitally to talk about how to pitch to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, Nicole is a light and everything she does is done with such beauty and intention. So if anybody is like mulling over the PR of it all and and how to really take charge for yourself. This is a really great offering that she's put together. Yeah. So where, how do people find it? We will have a link in our newsletter. We'll put it a little thing in our link tree too. On, that's on Instagram.
3: All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Why don't you get out there and vote early? Save yourself the trouble of standing on lines. Filling out my ballot tonight. Great. Same. I guess we'll see you next week. We sure will. All right. Namaste listening. Bye. Bye.